To the two-way radio show. I'm Rick Savoya, and this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll tell you about a low-cost dual-band digital two-way radio from TYT that's a plus. We'll give you an overview of its features and specifications and compare it to the original version of this radio. We'll also take some of your comments and questions from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. BuyTwoWayRadios.com, your radio specialists. When TYT introduced the MD380 in 2015, it set the bar for affordable digital DMR radios and brought many hams and even some small businesses into the digital age. In 2016, the company raised the bar with the MD390, a fully waterproof DMR radio. Then came a dual-band model, the MDUV390. Now, TYT is doing it again with the introduction of a dual-band digital DMR radio with GPS, IP67 dust and water protection, and 256-bit digital encryption, plus many other features the MDUV390+. Plus. Joining me to talk about the MDUV390+, Plus is Tanner Balcom. Tanner is a team member at By Two Way Radios and is quite familiar with the TYT MD Series digital radios, including the MDUV390+. Plus. And we're going to talk with him right now. Hi, Tanner. Welcome to the Two Way Radio Show. Hey, Rick. Good to see you here. Uh, glad uh, that you're joining us today. Now, you've spent a lot of time with this MDUV390, correct? I have quite a bit. And uh, this is uh, kind of a, a little, I wouldn't call it a total game changer, but it does raise the bar a little bit with uh, some of the TYT uh, radios. Now, first of all, you know, I just mentioned that we, we talked about the uh, the MD UV380 and the MD390 uh, and moved up to the dual band ones. And, um, and this one has a few different options to it. I think one of the big things about this, uh, it has 3,000 channels, right? And uh, it has it's a dual bander, uh, 400 to 480 uh, megahertz UHF frequencies and 136 to 174 megahertz VHF frequencies. Built-in CTCSS and DCS. Uh, this is uh, five watts on. Uh, and now, is it five watts on both bands, or just five watts on the uh, the VHF band? So, what my testing on the three that I've purchased for myself is it's five watt on both. Okay, well, that's a good thing because on a lot of the dual banders, uh, you have four watts on UHF and and five watts on VHF. Um, that you know, that's kind of standard for, for a lot of handheld radios. But uh, this one does five, up to, we should say up to five watts on both. Yeah. I think that's Agreed. the way to go. Yeah. 
So we've got um, repeater capability on this, and it has an MB uh, plus two digital uh, vocoder on it, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, there's something a little bit different with this one. The other radios had 128-bit digital encryption. This has 256. Um, let's talk about the difference between that, because for a lot of people, 128-bit encryption is probably pretty decent already because there there aren't a lot of systems out there that can break that encryption. It's pretty pretty hardy already. But we're talking 256. What's the big difference here between those? So a couple things that I would like to note. Your standard typical business um, entry-level DMR tier 1, tier 2 radios are somewhere around like 64-bit or less mm -hmm. encryption, if, if you can get that security okay. on them. So, and, and those radios are somewhere in the range of three times the price of this radio. So that, that's kind of the, one of the big differentiators for me is just the encryption level set aside the GPS, set aside the screen, mm -hmm. set aside the dual band, all the waterproofing, set aside all those special features that we won't even compare yet. Just on encryption alone, you can get um, twice the amount of encryption at 128-bit for a third of the price, mm -hmm. and that's pretty significant. Now, what is different in the 128 versus this 256, obviously, is the amount of character encryptions that it allows. But um, for what has been explained to me, the new 256 is not a software necessarily encryption. It has a hardware chip oh. that does the encryption, which makes it different than your standard uh, software programmable uh, encryption, like the 128, 64s and, and all those. So I, I think that's what is the game changer for a lot of people. And for me, um, I have programmed these radios with other 256 tier one, tier two DMR radios, mm -hmm. uh, and they won't talk to each other because of the hardware encrypted section of it. I see. And so you can still do the standard 128 bit and they'll work or 60, you know, and, and on down that with the tier one, tier two Motorola stuff, and it'll work no problem. But when you get up in the 256, there's really nothing else that'll touch it. And um, I, I really like that. Uh, it's very... For the price per radio, it's well beyond its capabilities. And we'll get to the price in just a little bit here because that is an important point for what you're getting with the encryption. But mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit about who's really going to use this type of encryption for the most part. Obviously, not everybody is going to be uh, concerned so much about the encryption factor here. And this is really more of a digital feature rather than an analog one, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And um, we'll get to how to unlock the 256-bit uh, encryption in the, soft, the programming software as we move forward. But yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, ham radio operators aren't allowed to do the encrypted yeah. stuff. So this is more business-related. What I see a lot of people using these for are church security teams, mm -hmm. Um, they really like the school security teams, um, elementary, whatever, on up. A lot of security teams are using 
moving to the digital side away from analog and then they're also asking and requesting for an encrypted side um, on their channels that way it kind of it removes them from your typical person who can uh, listen in mm -hmm. and that makes it really nice oh okay let's talk about a couple of the other features aside from the digital encryption that are going to be of interest to to both the analog and the digital crop because this is a this is kind of a hybrid radio people can use it for analog as well as digital although most people are going to buy this for the digital features um, this radio is cloning capable of course you can do text messages with it a private call uh, group call all call uh, you can do a lot of the things that we you can do with most other uh, radios of this type. Talk around, channel scan, priority scan. You've got a lone worker mode in here. Uh, you know, you, you've got a, a lot of pretty standard features, but it also has a lot of the the screen features that people are familiar with the MD380 and the MD390. Now, I did a comparison between the um, full-color LCD displays of, say, like the Ocean KGUV-N1, which is also a digital radio, and the MDUV-390. And what I found was pretty interesting. I took both outdoors, and, and one of the, I think one of the complaints about the Ocean radios that have those kind of displays is that they're great displays, beautiful colors. The colors are actually uh, a little more robust and, and, and brighter and richer than the TYT displays. However, when you get them outdoors, sometimes, uh, particularly in some modes, like if you have it in a, in a darker mode, it kind of gets washed out on the UVN1, whereas on this TYT display, you can actually see everything. It's, mm -hmm. it's, still, it's still there, still pretty robust. Yep. So that's one of the things Great. I yep. do like about this radio. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of neat features in this radio that once you start getting into the programming side of it, mm -hmm. um, the the predecessors don't show, it doesn't show up in their software, but in this one, they've added things like front keyboard lock to where uh, if you apply that, you can change the channels and volume, but you can't touch it. None of the keypad works, and that's nice for a business side, so people don't get in and start oh, changing yeah. all the settings yeah. in and things like that. You can lock it out just to the channels that are selectable by the knob. So um, there's a lot of neat features like that that will show up once you start getting the programming. And, you know, we, for businesses, we build code blocks for them mm -hmm. um, based on these radios if they choose them for their business and, uh, and, and for the frequency that the FCC allotted them. So, yeah, it's, it's a neat radio. So for most businesses, we're going to go ahead and program these for them. Uh, when it comes to the hams, that's pretty much their deal. Great. It's pretty much up yep. to them. Yeah, a neat feature for these these radios, uh, because they're dual band, um, I worked with a, an organization who does disaster relief, and they're, they're all over the United States. And one of the neat things for them is we paired them with um, an FCC license where they had VHF and UHF frequencies, depending on the terrain that they were in, Ooh. they could use either one. And so we got them four frequencies for UHF, four for VHF. We did digital, we did encryption. And this radio really landed well with them because they could do all the functions and the waterproof ability. Um, and they were able to utilize the UH, UH and VH also 
so that was a really nice option for that business. Let's talk about the waterproof uh, capabilities of this radio just a little bit. Um, this is IP67 waterproof, right? That's correct. Which means it's also submersible in up to three feet of water for up to 30 minutes. I believe that's how, it, that's mm -hmm. how it's rated. And uh, that's pretty good. Uh, now, you know, these radios are going to be used particularly for businesses. They're, they might be used in a lot of different environments, some pretty harsh weather, a lot of uh, different weather conditions. But uh, how often is someone going to really need something that's totally submersible like that? Yeah, so what I tell my business customers and who are using these is I tell them it's the rinse-off technique. Um, and you get it muddy and you, you find the nearest stream, you rinse it off and you go on. Um, that's what I usually kind of give them an example of. Yes, they say it's three feet IP67. And I just don't like to rinse my electronics deep into a pool of water to yeah. test them to see if it's going to work. <laughs> so I, I, call, I call it the rinse-off technique. Um, you get it muddy, you're out hiking with you guys, you're canoeing, camping, backpacking, whatever you're doing. Uh, you drop it in mud, rinse it off, you're good to go. Now, there are also some other handy features in here, I guess. Uh, you've got, of course, you've got the signal strength indicator there, the high-low power selectivity. Um, and I... I didn't mention the lighted DTMF keypad, but it has a full DTMF keypad, which mm -hmm. kind of gets into some of the DTMF and, and uh, remote features of this radio that, that are handy yeah. to have. Uh, because you got stun, kill, revive features that can be utilized uh, using that DTMF keypad. You've got a programmable multifunction key, so you can program it to a number of different mm -hmm. different things that you want. Uh, we've got a timeout timer, keypad lock. Uh, we have a, a clock. I don't know. That's the thing. How often does anybody really use a clock on their radio? That's it's a, it's a nice feature when you're using it in GPS because it 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 uses the GPS mm -hmm. to change the time to what where you're at. And so that makes it pretty nice. Okay, that brings us to the GPS functionality. It does have GPS, but what are we talking about here as far as GPS is concerned? Just some basic geolocation or what? Right, longitude, latitude. Um, it, it'll give you your elevation. Mm -hmm. And um, now when you start, so it's, it took me a while to figure this out and um, and test it through a repeater. So... Um, in the closed lab down in the basement with all complete dummy loads, you know, not transmitting on any of the FCC stuff. But um, I, I do have a licensed repeater frequency. And I um, spent a lot of time figuring out how to transmit GPS locations over a repeater. And um, that was one of the nice things that I, I ended up figuring out how to do it after a lot of programming and um, trial and error. But the great thing about these radios, once they're programmed correctly and you're on a repeater, you can send your location to somebody or you can request somebody else's location. And it'll give, it'll give that to you on the screen. And then you can either punch it into a computer or your tablet or phone or whatever and figure out their, their location. It's, ve it's very accurate. We tested it at work one day. And it put it dead on the money exactly where the radio was sitting. And so um, it was very nice. So, yeah, the, the GPS functionality is excellent. Um, 
it, it it's not real user friendly as far as it doesn't give you a lot of graphics and stuff, mm-hmm. but it does give you um, the basic information if you need it. And why I like the GPS is uh, for customers of mine are like um, ones that do hiking or trail riding or, you know, whatever, and they don't hear from uh, the yeah. person that's out in the woods for a while. You can, I can then request their location. You can go track them down. And <laughs> it, it, if they fell and then drop yeah. the radio and they're hurt and can't get to the radio, I can find their location based on um, requesting it. And that, and that makes it really nice. And it's encrypted also. Well, that can be very important. Yeah. So um, we have this GPS functionality and you mentioned AES encryption uh, earlier, but uh, you said something about, um, about setting it up in the programming software. Uh, can you elaborate on that a little bit more? Sure. Um, so it's this quick trick that apparently um, is not well known. I guess it's because the radio is freshly out. Mm-hmm. But if you click right there in privacy setting uh-huh. and then you hit control, shift, and P, what will happen is it will prompt you some message. You hit OK, and then it will shut, shut the software down reopen the software and then it'll give you the tab under uh, the privacy setting hmm. to do the 256 so it it is a little involved to set this up but you kind of have to know the trick yeah you have as soon as you open the software you do that um, and then it'll give you the option for 256 aes hmm. um, and then programming this is is a little different then, you know, say your Motorola, you have to know the different names and how they communicate, uh, you know, one radio versus another standard. But once you understand how they work, it's really easy to program and get them working. Great. All right. So now we're coming to a couple other items when, uh, with the programming here. We're talking about um, channel import and export, and that's supported in the programming software here, Correct. It is. Um, the channel, also the digital contacts, mm-hmm. is also supported. Okay. so And you can actually import and export the encryption keys, too. Oh, cool. Cool. That's that's handy. And the radio is also uh, preloaded with some popular simplex frequencies, is it not? I think it has a few of them in there, but it's kind of generic. You don't generic. get a whole lot. It, just because there's so many people standards it, you know it's it's fcc approved for business right. and ham radio use so it's hard to kind of put anything in there just assuming what customer is going to buy it mm-hmm. how they're going to use it um most people that buy a radio like this whether ham or, or uh, business they're going to tailor it specific to what their needs are mm-hmm. and so there's building a, a generic code plug doesn't really make sense all the time all right. Um, if it's for, if it's a dual use kind of radio, so uh, this is I, I assume because it's a TYT that we could pair it up with. Uh, no, when I'm saying pairing it, I'm not talking about Bluetooth pairing it. I'm talking about we can uh, say um, throw an MD ninety six hundred in there or something, and then then it should talk with that just fine, and uh, and maybe the older MD three eighties and things like that. It'll work. It it's going to be compatible with the other MD uh, series radios, pretty much. If you steer away from the AES two fifty six, yes, yeah, it is. 
Now, when you start dabbling in the 256, and then you're, what you run into is um, that in, that extra encryption really garbles everything up. Mm -hmm. I've tried it, and it's it doesn't work very well. But for someone who's just looking for a digital radio and they just want to say, um, you know, not the 256 encryption uh, aside, uh, overall, if you're going to pair a you know, a mobile radio with this. You need a mobile solution, and you need this uh, out in the field as well. Uh, an MD ninety six hundred will probably work just fine with this. Yeah, yeah, it, it mine does. Yeah, mm -hmm. so you, and you're using both. Also, both of those radios are part ninety type accepted for business use. So that makes a nice little combination for for businesses overall. Mm -hmm. Now we get to the price, the one nineteen ninety nine. One nineteen ninety nine is what what we have here, and also for free shipping. Yeah, free shipping. One nineteen ninety nine and free shipping, and mm -hmm. and if you use promo code show from this episode of the Two Way Radio Show, use the promo code show at checkout, you can save an additional five percent off the order. So there you go. Mm -hmm. Overall, this is a pretty good radio, especially for the price. I think one nineteen. You know. I remember when they first started coming out with a lot of these digital models, they were pretty expensive. And, and they were especially mm -hmm. very, very pricey for the uh, business users, and some of them still are, as far as business digital radios are concerned. And the price has come down somewhat in recent years. But that's one of the things that TYT did that really changed the game for DMR, and that was they started out with the MD380. Is they brought that price down significantly. This mm -hmm. one right here, the UV390 dual bander, uh, IP67, AES256 encryption, uh, you know, all these bells and whistles with it. $119.99. I'd say that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, I've tested this radio against um, some pretty well-known radios. Um, you know, everybody said they want to know how well does it receive, how well does it transmit. And, um, you know, I, I keep probably four or five radios, handhelds in my car as I drive to work and back and listen to local repeaters. And, and I'm pretty impressed that this one is it's pretty on par for most of the other well-known brands. Cool. All right, well, Tanner, thanks for spending some time with us today on the Two-Way Radio Show and talking about the new MDUV 390 radio. Really, really appreciate Absolutely. your time. And um, Absolutely. And if anyone wants to get in touch with you for more questions about this radio for, or for any of our radios here at By Two-Way Radios, uh, uh, what's, what's your email address? It's Tanner at Cricket Ventures. TannerCrickAdventures.com. And also, you can call 1-800-584-1445, and uh, you'll probably speak to Tanner at some point. You can ask for him, and uh, he'll be happy to direct you as to uh, what uh, the best option is for you as far as uh, these digital radios are concerned. Anyway, uh, Tanner, thanks a lot. Appreciate it, and uh, you have a great, right, uh, great rest of the day. You too, Rick. See you. Well, we have some comments and questions from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. And our first one comes from Donald. He's asking about the Ocean KGQ-10H. He wants to know, is there a programming cable available for this radio? And that's from Donald. Uh, yes, Donald, uh, there is a programming cable for the 
KGQ10H. It is the same ocean programming cable uh, that is used on most other ocean uh, handheld radios that we carry at buy2wayradios.com. You can use that one. A PCO001 should work just fine. Our next question comes from RTM, also asking about the Ocean KGQ10H. RTM wants to know, is this radio P25 capable? And that's from RTM. Uh, no, it's not. This is not a P25 radio. It's it's a ham radio. <laughs> and uh, it's for amateurs. And uh, no, it is not P25 uh, capable. And we have one more. And this is from Clata. Clata wants to know, I have a KG1000 Plus that will not connect to the computer for programming. The driver for the cable is installed, and I have tried using the program on by 2A and Chirp on both a Windows 11 and Windows 7 computer. Any ideas? And that's from Clata. Uh, well, there are two common issues. It could be a couple of things, but there are two common issues uh, with connecting the KG1000G uh, with a computer. It's either going to be driver-related or it's going to be related to the programming cable that's plugged into the port of the radio. You'll want to check first to make sure that the programming cable is installed correctly. And the way you do that is to go to the device manager and make sure that the driver, usually it's a CP210, uh, might say a 2 or something else, CP210, and then there's a number after it that's a USB to UART bridge controller is installed. And if it is, then uh, you're, you're good as far as the cable is concerned. If not, you're going to need to install the cable into the radio to get it to work. And this is done by uh, going to buy2wayradios.com and clicking on the article, How to Install the Ocean Programming Cable and Driver. That should uh, help take care of it. Now, if it's installed and everything's working good, and you've got a COM port listed, the second thing you'll want to check is to make sure that the programming cable is plugged into the correct port on the radio itself. So if you're looking at the front of the radio, there are two ports on the radio. There are two RJ45 ports. One is located on the left side of the radio, and one is located on the right. The one on the left side of the radio has a covering on it that says PC. That's the programming port. That's the port to plug the programming cable into. The port on the right-hand side is right up uh, where the uh, front panel is. That's on the side of the front panel. That is actually the uh, microphone port. That's for the, for the hand microphone. It is a very, very common error to plug the programming cable into the port where the hand microphone is. And that's what often causes a lot of those issues. So check both those ports, make sure that's plugged into the correct one, and it should be okay. Now, if you're still having issues with it, give us a call, 1-800-584-1445 weekdays, and um, we'll be happy to help you get that resolved. All right. And uh, I think that does it for our comments and questions this episode. Send in your comments and questions for Danny or myself to show at buy2wayradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforum.com. You can subscribe to the Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website at twowayradioshow.com or hear it on Apple Podcasts, Blueberry.com, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or podcastindex.org. You can also subscribe by email 
Just click subscribe by email on the Two Way Radio Show podcast page at twowayradioshow.com. Enter your email address and you'll get the latest episode of the Two Way Radio Show as soon as it's released. All right, I guess that does it for today's show. Today's show is sponsored by buytwowayradios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, Buy Two Way Radios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buytwowayradios.com. Well, everyone, as always, thanks for listening. And until next time, for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoya, and we're out.